Uh, I'm going to make a joke I've made several times. My dad always loved this joke. Uh, just as uh, Elizabeth Taylor said to her fourth, her fifth husband, don't worry, I'm not going to keep you long. <laughs> you younger people, look her up. Um, Pastor Rob and I both agreed that this Sunday, as we both took the, took the uh, pulpit, that we would stay on the topic of marriage. And if you're not married or no plans to get married, this is still going to apply to you because I felt like the message that I delivered yesterday morning is really to the church. It's really to the individual. Um, I just want to share with you a little bit about what we talked about uh, yesterday morning. Um, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to read from John 15. I'm going to read it from the message, but get out your Bibles anyway. Get out your iPhones, whatever you've got to do to have the Word in front of you. I'm going to be reading it from the message. So if your Bible is New King James or NIV or ESV or whatever it is, just follow along. Um, but what I talked about yesterday morning um, was a phenomenon that I'm not for sure is the right term. It's just a term that I found as I Googled, uh, and it was the term gray divorce. And what Elizabeth and I have been walking through as we've been married 27 years, I'll just point this out. Yesterday, September 21st, is the 31st anniversary of our first date back in 1988. Yeah, best, best day of my life, changed my life. Uh, I really mean that. Uh, my, my, my life turned for the better uh, after that day. We started dating, never stopped. We tried to stop one time because I was stupid, but for the most part, never stopped. I tried to go to college out of town, couldn't stand it, came back and proposed to her. Made it a week. Didn't even make it a week, made it five days. Went to class Monday through Friday, left Friday, came back, proposed, I think probably that weekend, if not the next weekend. I can't remember exactly. Gray divorce is a phenomenon or a, or a situation where married couples get to kind of the stage that we're in or later, been married 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years, that look like things are, are right, that looks like things are good, looks like they're going to make it, and then they divorce. And it, it's just, it's been hard over the last year for Elizabeth and I to see friends that have, you know, raised their kids and got their kids off to college and they're breaking up. Families that are, that are stable people in our community, that are teaching Sunday school, that love the Lord, but you didn't realize that their marriage had fallen apart. And the reason I bring this up is because we're at that stage. And if someone else, if I can see the signs from someone else, I want to learn from that and not follow those mistakes, but learn from those mistakes. Um, I can tell you finishing is better than beginning. And marriage, the intent is to finish. It's not to break. So I believe what the problem is with this gray divorce issue is very similar to what we do with our walk with the Lord or what we do with our walk with church. We, we get rooted in the wrong things. Our roots go down in the wrong areas. Now, to put roots down in these areas I'm going to mention to you aren't wrong to have roots in those, but they cannot be your foundational roots. My foundational roots must be in God first. If not, when the storm comes, I will be uprooted. 
Have, has anybody ever seen a tree uprooted? It is an amazing thing to see. I don't know that this is the right term, but I'm going to use it. The majesty of what's going on under the ground that we have no idea. What God does in that tree to make sure it doesn't break and it doesn't fall. It's just incredible. But yet sometimes those storms come and very rarely will you see the entire roots come out of the ground. Oh my goodness. And that's what we see sometimes when these marriages fall apart is it's like a tree with the roots that have just been ripped from the ground. So I believe that what's, what happens is we, we make this decision. We choose each other, me and my wife, choose each other, get married, um, and begin to put those marriage roots down, which is good. Make sure that we're putting in godly roots down. But then life starts to happen. And as Elizabeth said this morning, she, she was pregnant or nursing or doing something with a baby coming for 10 years. God, can, I finally said after four, can we be done with this face? We agreed on four kids. Can that be it? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's move on to the next phase. But as soon as we started having kids, I want you to know all of our focus has started to change. Our money changed. Our time changed. Our stress changed. Our time together changed. People started living in my bedroom. <laughs> Who is this stranger? I didn't plan on that. It's taking away from my time in the bedroom. Boy, it got quiet there. <laughs> it did. How long do they have to stay in here? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Huh? Uh-uh. Not years. <laughs> Days. This kid can sleep in that other room. We'll hear them cry. I'm kidding, kind of. Really, I'm not. <laughs> but the roots go down in the wrong place. And all of a sudden, our lives are circled around our kids and their schedules. How many of you know all it takes is one kid to mess up your schedule? I wasn't planning on going to that thing. Yeah, I love my kids, but I wasn't planning on going to the rehearsal to the thing. And weeks of rehearsal. Then there's tech week to dancers, and it goes on for hours. And y'all are so young, we got to sit in there. And I'm just hearing the songs over and over and over and over. By the time it's time for the show, I hate those songs. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But isn't it the truth? By the time we get to the good stuff, it's like, oh, kill me now. What? I finally can see my child, but I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I've seen it. Okay, you'll get it. Roots are going down. We're not spending time together. Honestly, I'm not spending time with the Lord because I'm going everywhere. We're at a phase right now, Elizabeth just started a new job, to where I'm having to pick up and take Sarah Beth to school every single day. Not even with a discussion of whether that affects my schedule or not. It just has to happen. Schedules. And we're going in every direction. Now, she's about to start driving. We're about a month away from her driving. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, it's going to cost me insurance, stress of her driving, and freedom for her, freedom for me, stress. 
but can you see, that's where my thinking is, my money and my saving, and I'm thinking, got to do this. And we lose focus, and my roots don't go down into my wife and into the Lord, and I, all of a sudden, they're all gone. I've lost three. My third one just went to college this, this last month. Now, she's been coming back a couple times, praise God, and, and coming in here and singing with us, which just gives me the papa. It's all I can do to hold myself together to have her right here beside me. And then Rita's up here, and I got Pete back there, but when church is over, and after we feed them and give them some money, they're gone. <laughs> and we come home, and now Sarah Beth, sorry, it's going to be awkward, is starting to date. <laughs> and he's right there. <laughs> Bud, you've been there, done that, haven't you? You got the t-shirt. But all of a sudden, now that she's kind of getting a, changing her social life, me and Elizabeth are coming home to just me and her. And you'd think, woohoo, but wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? We're used to having a crowd. We're used to having buffers. We're used to having filters. Now it's just me and her, and we can see this issue. Can we, can we just dive right into John chapter 15? Listen to this, church. This is Jesus speaking. Open up your hearts and listen. I'm, I'm about to be done. I, we're, we're just going to just have some fun, and I'm going to bless you, and we're going to go. Live in me. Make your home in me. This is Jesus talking to you. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me, can you go to the next screen, is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words at home in you, you can be sure that what, whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. Church on the Hill, and I know I've talked about marriage, and this is also, it's not just, if you ever look at Scripture and read, you see the, the parallel between uh, the bride, which is the church, and Christ, that marriage relationship, as well as the marital relationship. These two are, can, go, can go very similarly. I am to abide in her, she is to abide in me. We are to become one. My roots for family must go down in her. The, the, the foundation of family is the marriage. Listen to me, church. The foundation of family is the marriage. It's where the fruit comes from. It's the only way it can grow and multiply. The foundation of the family, the foundation of the family, just lost my mind. The foundation of the family is the marriage. If the marriage breaks, it affects every relationship, up and down. 
it affects them all in some way. Some of them, it affects them so badly that they cannot hardly move forward. It shakes the entire family unit. When you are not rooted in Christ, when a problem comes, you are going down. It says right here, number one, you can't produce fruit. Number two, you can't produce anything. Church on the Hill, you must get your roots down in Christ. I'm going to turn this now to the church. I believe that the foundation of the nation is the church. The, found, the, the, the way that the, the nation comes or goes is based on the church. Now, if we don't get the other pieces right, if you don't get your roots down in, uh, in Christ, if you families don't get your roots down in marriage, and then if those things aren't right, the church is not going to be right. But if we can get those two pieces right, then get our roots down in the body, this nation will change. You can't keep from it. We would be a factor that could not be stopped. If the individual would be in Christ, if the marriage would be in Christ, if the church would be in Christ, we would be unstoppable. The problem is we've got churches with broken families, which equates to a broken church. We get the family right, we get our roots down in Christ, we are going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. The victories that we see in the, in the Word will happen today. The victories that we see in families will happen today. I'm, I'm going to just... I'm going to end with this, and I'm just going to be very blunt with you, and I, I just beg you, I just ask you so much to listen. Are you really following Christ? Or did you one day, when you were young, get moved in service, walk down an aisle, say a prayer, maybe even get dunked in water, but you never followed Christ? I believe you should question your salvation. Christ followers follow Christ. The altar call is great, but it's not in Scripture. The altar call is great. It's a great way to start the process, but it's a process of changing the way you live. I want you to know that roots don't go down in one day. Roots, fruit doesn't come out tomorrow. I don't remember, was it you talking about tomatoes? How long and how much care it took for those tomatoes to finally bear fruit. Your potential of bearing fruit is going to require you to get roots down. Now, you may be bearing fruit. It says a bad tree can't produce good fruit and a good tree can't produce bad fruit. So if we're producing bad fruit, you know what we need to do? Dig out that foundation and get the new foundation down. God's all about a new foundation. He's not, he's not thrown off target because you need to dig out your new foundation. No, he's all about it. He'll help you. He'll walk with you. He'll make every provision for you. You need a new slab. You need laborers. You need resources for your net foundation. That's all on God. All you got to do is get in, abide in him. You abide in him and he in you, 
Whatever is needed is going to be provided for. Today is a day for you to consider your foundation. That whole song, death was arrested and new life began. Today is your day of new life. Don't continue on just doing your thing, thinking that because you walked an aisle and prayed a prayer that you're good to go. You're not. Is that, am I being too harsh? Sorry. I'm not sorry. It is your life. It is your future and your hope. It's your life here on this earth, but it's your life for eternity. Eternity's at stake. We talked with married couples that are ready to break. And I was just saying, that's okay. I'm glad you're here now. You haven't broken. You're not done. You're not dead. Turn. God can restore this marriage. I don't care how bad this thing is. God can restore. God's a restore of a broken, of the broken. No one here is unrestorable. It's probably not a word. I do that all the time. No one here. You're not broken to the point of not being able to be fixed. It's because you are eligible to the Christ moving in you because you're broken. He didn't come to save the perfect. He came to save the broken. That's me. God's a restore. I want you just to take this week just to ponder where you are where you are in your marriage, where you are in Christ. And consider taking a good look at the foundation. Y'all have heard our stories over the last year over our basement. We've had to relook at our foundation. And leaving it the way it was wasn't an option. It had to change. It came at great cost. It came at great pain. Literally, in an 11-foot hole trying to dig that hole out. Me and Pete trying to pull out mud. It was awful. But it's fixed. And we can build on that foundation. Y'all stand up with me. I'm going to bless you. Um, we've got some snacks just so that we can get together and connect with you. We have moved them a little bit down toward where the coffee area is because it went so well with our marriage conference. So please mosey down that way and have some snacks. Hang out with you. Uh, you first-time guests, we want to meet you. If you're new here and you're really not making a lot of connections yet, that's why we do this is to connect with you. That's part of getting those roots down. Stick around long enough to get a little root down. Amen? Father God, we just thank you for this morning. And Lord, I just ask you for truth, that you would just speak to our hearts. And that God, if we're one of those that don't really have roots down, that you'd show us, that you'd help us. You're our very present help in, t- in our time of need. If maybe we just walked an aisle and prayed a prayer, but no real change took place, thank you for today, for grabbing us and for reminding us we need to follow you. Life is better with you. Help us to receive your word and to follow it. And God, we just ask for all the provision that we need for life. God, you're a provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord, my provider. Thank you, Father. We just bless you. Now let everybody have the best week of their life. Week of getting new jobs. Week of good handling their money well. Week of great reports on, on report cards. I think that nine weeks is almost over. Kids doing well in school and in college. 
God, bless our families, bless our jobs, bless our marriages. Best week in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you right out there for some snacks. The simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Or Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander, wherever I roam I couldn't be found of my big home Bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Look for the Necessities, the simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities That's why a bear can rest at ease With just the bare necessities of life Now when you pick a pawpaw Or a prickly pear And you prick a raw paw Well next time beware don't pick the prickly pear by the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use the claw. But you don't need to use the claw when you pick a pair of the big paw paw. Have I given you a clue? The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Thank you.